This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast from South Cities Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Learn more at southcities.church. We're here on this gloomy day that bridges the divide between winter and spring. Apparently it's spring. Like Meteorologically. Officially. <laughs> but there's still some snow on the ground and that wind feels kind of harsh out there. But here on this day, we're joined by Nick. Hey, Nick. Hi. Joined by Dave. Hey. And we're joined by the OG, <laughs> Holly <laughs> Nelson. Holly, welcome. Thank you. Do you know Hello. what OG means? No. You, you don't know what OG means? OG no. means original gangster. Oh. <laughs> original gangster. Have you ever been and called? I'm trying to figure that out. Why you? Uh, I think it's a colloquial way of saying somebody that's like the... I don't know. What would you say? A cla- classic in their category. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Is that fine? <laughs> yeah. Fine to say? Okay. Yep. That's good. So uh, I figure for our initial question, have you ever taken a meal to somebody else? And if so, what's a go-to meal that you take to somebody else? Like when, you know, maybe somebody's sick or. <laughs> Just order DoorDash for them. <laughs> you you order, <laughs> Nick orders DoorDash for them. <laughs> Lifestyles of the single and we actually have done that sometimes if it's someone that we don't know as well. So we don't Door really dash, know what yeah, they would yeah. like and yeah. just like what would what would you want? Mm-hmm. We'll order it for you. So we have done that. How often is it Taco Bell? Um <laughs> not that often people request to us, but Taco Bell. Yeah. Otherwise it's just sim- you know, simple stuff. Simple stuff that seems mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such as uh, you know, Chilies or with beans or without beans? Oh, mm-hmm. chili is like DoorDash. No, chilies. no, like chili. Yeah, like chili. You know, Are you like a bean chili person or a without bean chili person? We have beans in ours. In Wisconsin, you had noodles too. You know, but we don't do that anymore. Oh, oh we man, don't do that anymore. Oh. But it's good. Skyline chili in Cincinnati. It's almost no, not that. Kind. It's almost it's, it's almost more goulash than, than chili at that point. But Wisconsin chili with Skyline chili that is. Not okay. Shots <laughs> fired. Whoa. Shots fired here in the, the room. Um, so what do you door dash for people when you door dash? Whatever they want. And what do they want? Chinese burgers. Chinese burgers? <laughs> the Chinese? Okay. Chinese burgers. Okay. Holly, do you ever make food for I, people? I do. And what I do, do you make occasionally. You make? Well, it all depends on if they have children. Okay. Because that'll change the... What, what if they do have children? If they have children, then it might be like tater tot casserole <laughs> or tater tot chicken casserole. burritos or... Um, and if they I don't have, have children? I have been known to bring handballs. Oh, wait, handballs. <laughs> Which I handballs. had to describe... Because I thought if you didn't know what they were, that what, would be yeah, a little <laughs> ham. What are ham? <laughs> a little hard to conceive of. <laughs> I mean, they're just balls of ham. It's it's like a large um, meatball, but it's mixed with ham and beef together, oh. mm-hmm. and then it comes in a sweeter sauce, like a brown sugar sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. We've received some of Holly's meals, oh. and we say Hallelujah. Around our house when she makes us handballs. Ba-doom. <laughs> um, that's what you do with kids? With kids. Yeah. yeah. What What about yeah. when there are no children present? Then, you know, maybe more of a, like kebabs. I'm oh, bringing, wow. Actually, what, this what week. kind of kebabs? <laughs> Tofu? A Hawaiian chicken oh. kebab. Oh, okay. Forget our oh. kids next time. Pineapple and peppers. <laughs> Pretend like we don't have kids next time. Okay. <laughs> Pretend like we don't have kids next time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend like we don't have kids or... 
you'll you'll door dash for your kids. <laughs> they can just eat frozen pizza. Okay. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's that's fine. Right. That's right. I'm trying to cater to like those that are picky that I've heard. Well, yeah. Well, this upcoming Sunday, we're going to share food mm-hmm. around the table of communion, <clears throat> like we do every Sunday. But this particular Sunday, we're going to do so in light of the celebration of Jesus' resurrection because it's Easter. And And we're going to have breakfast. Yeah, and we're going to have breakfast. Uh, Egg bake. Yep. And fruit and some other things. I think this is coming out after then, though. So I hope you got some good food. And if you didn't get some good food, (laughs) you can walk up to Holly and ask her for her handball recipe. uh, But we thought we would do a podcast kind of reflecting on Palm Sunday, Easter, the Lenten season. Seedon. March Madness Seder. did just Seder. end, so Seedon. Seedon Seder. Today, we're recording this on, isn't it Passover today? Uh, what's today, Wednesday? I think so, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are aiming to just kind of do a big podcast about a number of different things relating to the Lent season that ends in Holy Week, and then Holy Week leads into Eastertide, which is the 50 days between Easter and Pentecost before we're back on common time or normal time is what's sometimes called in the mm-hmm. church calendar, which is the season between Pentecost and Advent. So I thought we'd just do uh, kind of a wide ranging topic and Holly, thanks for joining us again. So uh, Easter season, here. you know, again, we've done a few episodes where we've talked about church calendar things. Not every church is particularly aware of the church calendar. Certainly churches talk about Christmas and they talk about Easter, but Mm -hmm. kind of the intervening times aren't necessarily on everybody's radar. What do we like? Like, why is that? Why, why is that? Why is that the case? Yes. Is that what you're asking? Well, I think especially in our traditions, it's sometimes even called the low church tradition, right? Why are you looking at me like that? So, I'm just looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> which is kind of, it's just like the whole tradition is referenced by we don't really f- usually f- <laughs> follow the. <laughs> now I have the giggles. <laughs> you right, you like resting tradition. your chin on your hands. Like, All right. I was resting slightly. I'm tired. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Low church tradition. Yeah, which just is a reference to, like, we don't really follow the church calendar. Um, and I think what that might be- What would be an example church of, like, low church tradition, like a denomination? Or yeah, a, I, I mean, a lot of Baptists would be that way. We're not Baptists um, anymore, so- We are Baptistic. Daniel. Oh, sorry. Baptistic. Or, uh, you know, a lot of the churches that are, like, in the evangelical free church or something like that. Um, more evangelical churches. And I think, historically, that might be- partially maybe a reaction to the high church liturgical mm-hmm. uh, traditions that have kind of maybe either gone, you know, Catholic or just kind of mainline, mm-hmm. you know, theologically liberal. And so, well, we don't want to do that. Yeah. So we're going to react and just not even mention, not, it, not, not think about it at all. That's probably one reason. Do you think that following or being aware of the church calendar is an important thing for a Christian to do, Dave? Um, I don't know if I would use the word important. I think I'd use the word helpful or intentional. That's the way I view it. It feels like, uh, uh, for, you know, I think, I think human beings are built 
in such a way that rhythms and patterns help us enter into things. Um, and so I think, I think Lent and Advent and these various seasons help us to enter into different things, different, maybe even different uh, emphases in the Christian life in different ways. Um, and so I think, I think they're helpful in that way. I also think they're helpful and intentional in connecting us with the church historically, uh, which is maybe a weakness of some Baptist traditions, just mm-hmm. that we see ourselves as very independent and separate, and certainly a, certainly a weakness of the American church, I think, uh, at large. Mm-hmm. There's just not a, a lot of deep connections to church history. And so I think that's it's helpful in that way, too, to realize that we are a part of a very big story with a lot of faithful churches over you know, over the decades and centuries. And um, I think both of those reasons build healthy rhythms and patterns for our hearts. That's good. Holly, did you grow up in a tradition, a church, or even in your first kind of experience of Christianity Mm -hmm. that was aware of the church calendar, aware of Lent, aware of things like that? I grew up in a Lutheran church. So yes, it was aware of the church calendar. Yeah. What are your memories of that? Was it more a little bit more like dead and just kind of tradition and rote? Was there meaning in it that you kind for, of grasped onto? For me growing up, I mm. would say it was just tradition and rote. Yeah. Along with liturgy. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but that yeah, yeah. was my experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I grew up, you know, kind of in a context Roman Catholic, so with a lot of similar like we go through these motions, but not necessarily a lot of vitality. Um, really, although that I did know Roman Catholics that seemed very devout in their faith. And then certainly mm-hmm. in our long winding journey towards more of a free church kind of stream of Protestantism like Baptists, um, we experienced some different things. I don't really think, apart from Easter itself and Christmas itself, there was much meaning that I thought it vested in like the church calendar. Probably wasn't really until I came to Bethlehem that I thought in terms of like a Lenten, an Advent season, a Lenten season after, you know, Holy Week and into Eastertide, um, even as like something significant. Because I think uh, for Baptists, often the case is like, hey, every Sunday is this resurrection party. Right. We're we're remembering the whole story. We're remembering Mm -hmm. Advent. We're remembering Easter every Sunday. Yet I do think there is something about intentionality, Mm -hmm. right? That on the back end of these things, we are, inhabited creatures, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're embodied creatures that have habits, mm-hmm. that habits are helpful mm-hmm. in various ways for thinking about this. So what are, what are some of the core habits that we have as a church? Like that we just, you know, continue to practice, you know, here we are, this Baptistic, mm-hmm. no, don't call it Baptist, Nick, yeah. but Baptistic church. Uh, what ways do we, you know, remind ourselves, well, how are we seek to be intentional Mm-hmm. Some of our church life together. Yeah, so we do all four weeks of Advent. Uh, in the last few years, we've kind of followed the traditional uh, topics of Advent, which you know, hope. I don't remember the order that they go in, but like hope, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, meekness, patience, kindness, self control. <laughs> Those are fruits of the spirit. Oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> it is. It is hope, peace, joy, and love. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> so we do those the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. Um. And then uh, we do, we have in the past, we, we always observe, you know, Palm Sunday. We, we do that emphases. Mm-hmm. And then in the past, we've either done Maundy Thursday or Good Friday. Um, so. What is Maundy Thursday? 
Yeah, that's Monday, not, Thursday. It's not Monday, it's Monday, Monday Thursday. Thursday yeah. Uh-huh. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, when I was a kid, that's what I thought it was. I was like, why do they call it Monday, Thursday? Yeah, yeah. Mo- Monday, Weird. Thursday. What does that mean? Yeah, so that's traditionally where you focus on uh, Jesus and his disciples in the upper room um, and mm-hmm. the washing of the feet and service, you know, serving one another, brotherly love and affection, yeah. um, that type of emphasis. Whereas Good Friday is focusing on his. <clears throat> uh, path to the cross yeah. and his crucifixion and suffering and passion. So we, but even when we used to do, I guess, Monday, Thursday service, it kind of combined mm-hmm. yeah, like the did. upper room yeah. and then going to the cross. Yep. Um, and we're going to do good Friday this year. And we're going to read the part where Jesus washes his disciples feet. So <laughs> are you going to have someone wash someone else's feet on stage? No, but we'll read it. Okay. So, so anyway, we do those things. And then obviously we do Easter uh, and celebrate the resurrection. So, you know, we don't center all of our church life around the church calendar. We don't have like a lectionary that has specific readings that we have to do based on these specific times in the church calendar. But we are aware of these main main events in the church calendar. And I think it's good to keep them in our forefront. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about Advent for Sundays leading up to Easter. Or to I'm Christmas. Sorry, up to Christmas. Yep. And then from Christmas on is what season? Uh, well, uh, I, uh, what is it called? Well, is Christmas is like a... Well, there's Christmas tide. Yeah, right? yeah. That's like then, 12 days, right? Yes. Uh-huh. 12th day of Christmas. But then Dave is like yeah. about to burst a blood vessel. There's something between something. Christmas and Lent. I can't remember what it is. Mm. Mm. What? What's an exaggeration? About to burst a blood vessel. I'm just <laughs> checking. You're straining very, very strongly. I, I was referring... Epiphany. Oh, yeah, there's Epiphany. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was referring I more just had to an Epiphany. I had an Epiphany. Epiphany. Explain Christmas Tide Epiphany. Christmas Tide Epiphany is just the period that's after Christmas. What's significant about that in the church calendar? Like, do you know what it focuses it, it, on? Yeah, it's the revelation of Christ. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just, it's just kind of supposed to, how do we see him revealed and at work in the world? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then. We move towards the Lenten season, you know, which is 40 days leading up to, mm-hmm. to um, the Wednesday of Holy Week. So uh, what, what is the Lenten season about? Yeah, it's the season where we're trying to kind of enter in with Jesus into his temptations and his sufferings as he marches towards the cross. Um, and a lot of times because of that, it's been marked by seasons of, you know, fasting and trying to... <laughs> lay down uh, other things to take in more of Jesus and be more conscious of his, his suffering and on our behalf mm-hmm. and turn into it with him and in the hopes that not, not in the hopes that we'd be empty, but in the hopes that we'd be filled uh, with, with more of him as we, as we walk towards that. So that's, and honestly in the, I mean, I think it's kind of cool. Um, we're not probably going to do this, uh, but in the, in the historic church, it was, Oftentimes, this season where they'd get ready, for, you know, they'd get baptismal candidates ready. Yep, yep. And seasons of fasting and discipleship and um, doctrinal training and moving towards a, you know, a picture of death and resurrection. Then on Easter, uh, kind of coming out of that Lenten season as yep, well to yep. be identified with Christ in yep, that way. Yeah. And then Holy Week, where we focus on the various aspects of the actual final week mm-hmm. of what Christ went through in very possibly AD 33. Mm-hmm. That's a, another conversation for another podcast. 
but moving from Palm Sunday, mm-hmm. yep. you know, which we just celebrated. How do we do Palm Sunday this year? What are some of the significant things that we try to bake into a church service on a Palm Sunday? Yeah, so we you know, typically focus, at least read the part of scripture where Jesus does the entry into Jerusalem on the donkey, waving the palm branches, shouting Hosanna. Um, <clears throat> so, Why do we give only children palm branches and not everybody in the congregation? Uh, probably because it's expensive. Okay. <laughs> no expense spared. E-Y-O-P-B. Yeah, anyone Next can bring one if they want. Your own palm branches. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, but we had, you know, a children's choir yep. this year. Yeah, they waved the palm branches, came in. And then we stopped our series on Genesis. Mm-hmm. Why did we do that, Dave? Yeah, I think uh, that's something that we always did uh, when I was in Albert Lee, is we would stop the... Uh, wherever we're at. And, and the main reason, you know, some churches do, some churches don't. The main reason for me is I've always liked the idea of tying church calendar and a little bit more to the rhythms of the church. And I just think, you know, one week's not enough for Easter. You know, that's, that's what it always feels like to me. It feels like uh, we should stop and really have this be a week where we have time to reflect and move into the season um, of both this Holy Week and then, you know, Easter. And I think putting them together that way is helpful, again, as a intentional way to yeah, move our yeah. people's hearts towards it. Right. So I, I would, I it's the first year we've done it. We actually haven't done it that way where we've stopped before, but I would anticipate that's what we'll do going forward. Yeah, good, including next year where we're going to interrupt Revelation in yeah. order to preach on something? Yeah, that's probably what's happening. All right. All right. We'll see. See if that happens. We're doing it just so you stop referencing it in every other setting. I'm Not in you. every other. It's <laughs> I meant, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I meant every other mean all settings. Oh, okay. Every yeah. other. <laughs> every single. By every other, I mean every time. I mean every. That's good. That's every good. other yeah. setting we're in together, you reference it. <laughs> yeah. That's. Besides fair. and including this one. That's fair. Now, what about personally? So we, you know, we'll talk about Easter tide in a second, and maybe the period from Easter to uh, Pentecost. So, um, yeah, any other thoughts about this? You now, I was thinking, really, it relates. When I was thinking about my past experience of growing up in the church and where I was at, is really related to the heart and where I where I was at. Um, and so, I am just so grateful for the intentional focus on this Lenten season because it, yeah, it just brings me to the heart of what, yeah, what it's mm-hmm. all about and preparing my heart. Um, but if my heart isn't there in the first place, yep. mm-hmm. it's not going to have any meaning. Yeah, and I think that's where that, the whole... Nothing that will change that. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And so that's a good segue for where I was going to go next. So personally for each of you... Um, what are some things that are meaningful for you that you have done? Um, think about doing and don't do, you know, uh, in the Lenten season. Like we publish a devotional guide, you know, we have things that we, you know, suggest you can fast from and other things like that. Um, you know, certainly not you know, like what Dave was saying by way of intentionality, not by way of like, you know, an invitation, uh, less so by way of like command or this is what Christians ought do right. or whatever. Um, but what has been personally meaningful to you guys, um, whether in your life at 
South Cities, before that Bethlehem, before that at other times where, uh, you know, just different personal practices that have been meaningful for you? Um, well, <clears throat> excuse me, I got something cut in my throat. Um, I think personally, growing up, I never used to, we never used to do anything with Lent. Um, low church. Yeah. Very, very low church. And it was just viewed as like, oh, that's what the, you know, the high church theological liberals do. So we don't want any part of that. <laughs> so it, it has been really meaningful. Like Holly was saying to bring my heart into a place where I'm identifying with Jesus and his sufferings and temptations. So just, and it varies every year, um, whether it changes week by week what I'm giving up or whether I do something for all 40 days. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but that's just been really meaningful. Uh, also, I think Good Friday service is my favorite service of every year. Um, Why is that? It, it's just, it's different. You know, it has a different tone. Um, it's very somber lamenting. and reflective, lamenting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so just the way that it kind of sticks out in the normal life of our church, yeah. it's just, it seems particularly powerful and meaningful every year. Mm. So those are a couple of my favorite things. Yeah. Dave, Holly, anything you'd add? I was going to add to the, the Good Friday service. It is so reflective mm-hmm. and focusing on what Christ has done. Mm-hmm. And... But then coming into that Easter resurrection, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, oh, it's a beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's such a great contrast as it's meant to be right. by God. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, I mean, one thing I do every year is I just add, so my, again, I'm such a pattern person. My pattern is to do a monthly, uh, so once a month, a fast for a whole day. Uh, I do that once a month just to kind of center my heart around things. And so when the Lent season comes around, I turn that into once a week. So it's just an intentional kind of upping the ante there of, um, so even less, even less so than, you know, specific things all the times. Sometimes I do that. Um, and I have done that with our Lent guide last couple of years. Um, it's more just a, a self reflective kind of once a week fast, normally on Fridays, um, when I'm getting ready to preach and prepare sermons and stuff, seems like a helpful time to do it. Uh, and sometimes, unless you get really hungry and have a sugar drop, then it's less helpful when you're doing sermon prep. But it's good to it's good to push through those moments and be with Jesus. So I think that's the main thing that I've done. Um, and then, you know, just inviting. I think inviting my family into it, saying, "Hey, you know, hey Iris, hey Stone, hey whoever, anything that you wanna." take a step back from, you know, and it doesn't have to be every day, but once a week. Um, I think it's good. And and again, with the purpose of, this is not just uh, self-denial for the sake of self-denial, it's self-denial for the sake of, man, when you want to do that thing and you don't do it, go pray. <laughs> go talk to Jesus. Ask him to, you know, draw near to you as you draw near to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amen. Those are sweet patterns. Amen. Yeah, leading up to things like Advent or leading up to things like um, Easter, there are particular books with the kids that we kind of gravitate towards that are storybook kinds of things. Marty Machowski's mm-hmm. uh, Darkest Night, Brightest Day. Mm-hmm. It's a really great book. Uh, basically, lead, the week leading up to and then the week after Easter is just like it's stunning. And then using the big picture story Bible every every Christmas in the 25 days leading up to Christmas to just 
rehearse the entire Bible storyline. Um, so that's more what we do as a family. There are certain things that we seek to fast from, uh, sometimes in line with what the devotional guide is saying, sometimes more like the entire Lenten season, fasting from this or mm-hmm. that. Uh, again, not by way of command, just simply by way of intentionality um, to kind of like put a stake and say like, apart from all the other times, the normal time, the common time of yeah. you know uh, the church calendar, we're going to seek to in, be intentional in a way here that's, uh, you know, for our own conscience and for our own relationship with the Lord, certainly not binding anyone else's conscience about these things. So Easter tide cometh, guys. That's the fifty days between Easter cometh. and cometh, and uh, between Easter and um, Pentecost, where we continue to say, "The Lord is risen. The Lord is risen indeed." Uh, and we look forward to celebrating that as we come up. Thanks, guys, for joining me today. 